0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The first thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So who do you like? Blondie.
1: Christina Aguilera.
0: Who? No. Come on. What? You, shortstop.
2: Puff Daddy.
0: Wrong. Billy.
2: Liza Minnelli.
0: Episode 338. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes.
1: Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube.
0: You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode To the death.
1: And it was right after that, that Peter Buck asked me to leave his dressing room. True story. You've actually told that
2: story. Yeah, I have. I remember that. Here, here's your QT drink. Thank you. And by the way, Mm -hmm. I was not informed there would be any uh, bodily harm.
0: Is there bodily harm? You said to the death.
2: To the death, musically. Oh, okay. Musically. Like we're going to bore readers
0: or readers? Or or it's like, whose song
2: is better? We're going to entertain readers to the death?
0: It's like a a breakdance contest, only with music, and none of us are breakdancing, and it's uh, labeled to the death, but that's actually a mild exaggeration. So, you know, take from that what you will. Hey, you know what? We... We present the content, and we trust our listeners' intelligence to be able to uh, interpret said
1: content. We don't have to spell everything out for them. You know, we can, we can use a little. Because if we did, that would take a while. Like we can. H i yeah. space b r a d mm-hmm. space h o w space a r e should I translate space y o u? Well,
2: I'm spelling everything I out for our listeners. I space a m space or should we say i s p a c e a m s p a c e f i n e Period. P e r i o d. Don't understand. S p a c e. How exactly? How explain? S p a c e. Anything. A r e s p a c e. Y o u. Q u e s t i o n. S p a c e. M a r k. M o u s e.
1: That would take so long. So we don't spell things out.
2: Welcome to episode three thirty eight and three thirty nine. Not yet. Is it three thirty eight already? It's three thirty eight. I've been waiting for this one now for like this show. One
0: hundred eighteen episodes. I've been waiting for
2: three thirty. This show has always been about the listener, right?
0: I mean, when it's not about me. I mean, that's what we've said. Yeah, that's right. what we marketed it I as. Agree. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
2: Okay, we can go with that, yes. That was the selling point. First, we were detectives, and that didn't pan out very good. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's how lasted, we sold the show. It lasted for a few
0: episodes. Right. Okay, then we just kind of kind of really, you know, we just really don't do that
2: anymore.
1: Remember when we were detectives?
2: We still have those T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. The HHW Detective Agency uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um, yep. solve one case. We've gotten literally hundreds. Yes. Literally hundreds, hundreds. of emails saying, okay. please do another music episode. Funny, Funnily enough, though, they were all from Bill.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it's I, I uh I stuff the suggestion box mm-hmm. every week. Since I live here, are you the one who keeps nominating yourself for employee that.
1: of the month because that is not fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm also <laughs> that's why
1: his picture's on the wall, Brad. The well, employee of the month wall.
0: Look, there's like twelve month. pictures yes. of Bill. You know January what January through through December. You know what? You you people have jobbed me out of duty. For years now, and I'm I'm duty. sick of it. You know what? Uh, if I have to make my own way in this world, I guess I can. I'm not sure what you mean by yeah. that. Jobbed yeah. you out of duty. You jobbed me out of a out of my duty awards.
1: It's it's very simple. Oh. Steve Jobs, he owned Apple. Mm-hmm. Yes, he uh had to go duty a lot. Oh, right. so okay. Bill, yeah. I Doesn't you. want us yeah to go poop when he's talking about Steve Jobs. I'm I'm sorry. Is that funny? Are you are you stand up comic? Is that what you do now?
0: I miss Jeremy Piven. Don't even start with me. Franklin. He was the only good thing about uh, PCU, by the way. Oh, yeah. The bird show. The bird show. The wild and woolly bird show. Have you kept up with him on Entourage? Uh, No, because I've watched uh, select episodes of Entourage. Uh, I actually watched the majority of the season where they went down to film the movie and Mexico or wherever it was, Venezuela, oh. whatever. They went down to Latin America, and they tried to
2: film a movie. Let's watch a quick episode of Entourage, mm-hmm. okay?
1: Okay.
2: Doesn't really work on Fast Forward. No. It, um, I missed a lot of plot points. It yeah. reminds me was how that much Is Mandy I... Moore? Which I'm not I hate sure. Turtle. No, that was Anna Faris. Oh, okay. Really okay. hard to watch when it's going that fast. Right.
1: Hey, by the way, you were
2: talking about shows, not to get off topic, but I recently started watching
1: Doctor Who, the 2007 version.
0: I'm so happy. Doctor Who, uh, really good. And the artist. is. So, uh, are you through the Christopher Eccleston uh, season or series, they
1: call it? Yeah. No, I'm still on that one. I'm still on the first season. I'm probably five episodes in. He's already met the Dalek.
2: Yes. That episode has already happened. I just started like way, way back. I mean, he's only an intern at this point. Yeah. (laughs)
1: the doctor so he's an internist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's internist too?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't really well received, but I, you know, I'm I'm a stickler for well, getting the whole story Well, you know what?
0: So. In this day and age, um, you you really have to go through an apprenticeship. Yeah. I mean, it's you can call whatever you want, intern, apprentice, you know, sidekick. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I like sidekick myself. Side. I like the ring. Kick. And if you uh you can wear green elf shoes and underwear outside if you're a sidekick. I don't understand that reference. And a mask. Neither
1: do I? Doesn't and Nissan a red, make a sidekick?
0: And a red vest and a yellow cape and uh, and you say, "Oh, Robin. Titans, go, Yeah,
2: that's a Robin. That's oh. a Dick Grayson reference. It's a sidekick reference. Or I,
0: I thought it made plenty Tim, of sense at the time.
2: A Tim Drake reference. It could be. Uh, Actually, I, like, I don't post, mind. his Tim Drake? I don't mind a James. Well, it's, t- well, it's not Titans. in the new. 52 apparently
1: nothing is whatever's apparently. happening in 52 nobody knows
0: you know what i don't even know what's happening in the 52 i yeah. i have nobody not read, knows i've not read any of the trinity stuff i think i read the the last justice i read the justice league episode that like led into it issue that mm-hmm. re- led into it and i haven't read if there's i'll assume there's been infinity war or trinity war proper
2: comic I don't issues know, you know when we started this podcast frank we talked about comic books a lot. Right. We don't really talk about comic books that much anymore. So listeners, let us know if that upsets you. If I still it does, okay. sorry. I will, Bill,
1: you're, you're pretty, I will pretty say much that in, uh, still reading you know what? I don't read them weekly. I've fallen, I, get a, um, I have get like a fallen, story arc and read that. I've fallen
0: way behind. I'm, uh, I'm actually quite jazzed about the uh, Infinity War going on over at the, uh, the House of Ideas. Um, because, of course, the great uh, Hickman. Mm-hmm. Is in charge of it, and okay. uh, that makes me so happy. And they're also getting cosmic, uh, and and I'm, I've always been a huge fan of the cosmic stuff, especially the Marvel cosmic stuff. Here's the deal, so, listeners. But I'm way behind. I gotta, I gotta go back and reread all the. Adventures, I haven't
2: read I think. most comics in the over the past several years because, well, past three years, pretty much, because they're too expensive for me to purchase, and I don't have a tablet. So if you want to listen to the three of us talk about comics more often. All you have to do is buy me a tablet. Hmm, yes. All you have to do is yeah. give Brad a tablet, and he starts reading comics. Dude, so I saw guy a, uh, on Craigslist named Moses. He's got two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good price, apparently. Yeah, now it 's a bit of a drive. Am from I supposed to understand
1: Moses Ten Commandments tablet? Oh, tab- ah, damn! Ah, yeah. Say so it's a bit of a drive
0: from here, but uh, where's we'll get the, there. Thing? The, the thing? I think the refresh rate uh, isn't as good on the older yeah. tablets.
1: Kind of heavy, you have to use. You a, don't need to plug them. And you in. have
0: to use a chisel. It, it doesn't actually refresh. You have to chisel a the new image into it. The stylus was an actual chisel, and it's not easy to chisel thirty frames a second if you're looking for full motion video.
2: Like I said, the story, this episode, I'm sorry, the show started out as about about you, the listener, and we want to get back to that. And we've received mm. many many suggestions and Winnie Ugana's. About doing a music episode. So again, so just for you, not for the three of us, because music, meh, take it or leave it. But you guys wanted to hear. Pshaw. Yeah, about music. So. Bite your tongue. We started. Who? Me? You. being silly, man. I'm doing oh, a Bill McGonnell Oh, He said bite, bite, it, bite no. it. Bite it. No wonder, so, no wonder you guys are always so, giving me such weird this, this, looks. I didn't get this, it at this, all. It. I mean, so I'm we really, started thinking, hey, what really can we do for a were music angry episode? angry over there for a minute. No, what can we do for a music episode? And we, we had a summit. Summit. An impromptu
0: yes. summit. Yeah. 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 The bar tab was a little higher than I wished it was. Um,
2: but. Thank you for yeah. paying. Oh, my god. Can't yeah. say, yeah. Bill, it's never right. gave us nothing. Yeah. That,
1: that's where we met our, our new friend, the skinny guy. Doug Graves. Doug Graves.
2: Right. right. The skeleton with the glasses. Yeah. Thing. If you um,
1: look at our Facebook,
2: you would you will see that picture of Doug Graves. We started thinking, how can we do another music episode? Yeah, he was bony. Yeah. Um it, we came up with several ideas, and we picked one to start with, so there may be some more music episodes in our future. I've got about 91,000
0: ideas for music episodes. And so what we decided... So we can only do one at a time, so...
2: Lately, we've been ending our show with a song that we're digging. Yeah. And more often than not, it has reflected what, we've, what we're currently into. Um, I would say that's a fairly accurate statement. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: like the way I chose mine, I do a lot of random play. Yeah. And it's whatever kind of pops up, it's like, oh, I forgot
2: that song. And you having trouble with your mic stand? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm. Good. So what we decided to do is. That bass um, was
0: never meant to go with that gooseneck.
2: <laughs> we. Um, it's, a,
0: it's an audio joke. If <laughs> you're into that, <laughs> if you're a pro audio guy, you'll get that joke and you'll be laughing.
2: Were those pro audio guys supposed to be here this show? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Got a joke I want to do for the pro audio guys in the audience. Um. <laughs> So what we decided to do is think back on our personal music histories and try to quantify them into three or four time periods, which is was very difficult on yeah. some time periods and others. It wasn't, there was some give and take yeah. there and a lot, they overlap a lot. I found that they over, there's some transitions in between the, the I mean, time periods. Honestly, for me, this was more
0: kind of an attempt to just say, you know, because the thought has gone through my head a billion times, I'm sure it has probably gone through everybody's head who uh, who likes music, that, you know, why do my tastes change? Yeah. You know, why, what I listen to, okay, now, I'm listening to, you know, the wheel on the bus goes round and round, round and round, round and round. It's currently on wheel his, on, the bus <laughs> on his iPod, in high rotation. Early in the morning. Yes. And what's... Did you guys line line hit me. With it. I'm trying to remember what the next verse is. Cause I really wanted to sing it for everybody. Cause in remember. case you didn't remember it. So you're listening to that stuff when you're, when you're a kiddo and you don't know any better. And then by the time you get to be seven or eight years old, you know, you're probably buying, I don't know, kiss albums or something. You know, you would think
1: so. I but it this uh, happened
2: that way for everybody. Right. I, I, uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. My current age, I did get a
1: Kiss album. It was given to me. Kiss Alive 2. Just Ooh. now? Recently? No, uh, when I was in elementary. So oh, I okay. It to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, what if, this is going to take two
0: episodes. What did Zoe listen to when she was young, I wonder? So Zoe, we're come, come here. Because come Zoe us. actually right now, the age she's at right now is, roughly coincides with our first uh, stop on our own personal musical. Talia, to you?
1: 11 11. All right, talk to your dad's mic. At least get close enough that so we can hear you.
2: What's your what's your favorite music to listen to over the last several months, maybe a year or two? Uh, do you mean like band or let's What kind do... of what let's start uh, pretty let's... wide base right now. What kind of music now? Do you like um hard rock, heavy metal? Do you like country and western? Do you like mm. opera? Do you like top 40 popular music? You love opera. I know that. But what else? There's, there's more than one answer. Nice, okay. Um, me and my friend Hazel have been listening to a lot of rock songs. Rock okay. songs.
1: Okay. Yeah. So tell us uh, a band.
2: Wolf Mother. Wolf Wolfmother. Mother. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Can you give us a
1: song? That's my Hi. girl.
2: The Joker and the Thief. Um, yep. Apple Tree.
1: Dang. Nailed it. Now, Nailed it. Wow, She's no fraud. Now, Zoe, how do you listen to your music? Like, on the radio, do you buy
2: it? Do you listen to it on YouTube? Uh,
1: Hazel mm-hmm. and I listen to mm-hmm. it on YouTube. What do you
2: mm-hmm. mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just... A, I'm, I'm hmm? down into Keith Richards right now. Okay, okay. I was wondering if that was an Arnold Palmer uh, or uh, permutation a
0: permutation Keith Richards, same.
1: yeah. Okay. So, YouTube, has you bought half any music online? Uh, right, Hazel right.
2: bought it on her phone
1: phone? phone. okay now this does is zoe allowed to buy music online um she hasn't yet
0: as far as i know okay that's something we could discuss you know she likes something i mean eventually she's she's 11 i i had purchased let's see i bought my first album uh when i was 11 so you know she could theoretically You know, get someone to drive her to the local record bar, Peaches.
2: That's roughly when I bought mine first. And and hook it up. Yeah. I bought mine in 81.
0: That what? That makes you an old man? Okay. Well, let's, um... I'm just... Frank, the look on Frank's face is like, he thinks he won or something.
2: (laughs) I was, uh... (laughs) Let's start with our earliest, (laughs) you know, time period category that we've kind of nailed down first. So we were going to do kind of three or
1: four ages. Yeah. Yeah. and uh i I decided to go for me, I decided to go with twelve age twelve okay age twenty one and we're gonna end in the year two thousand and seven yeah that's that's, right
2: when the show started, right because I would say over the last you know six years that people kind of more or less have a general idea about what we're into currently and, and maybe even over the last seven years mm-hmm. or so I think it's fair enough
1: so, and, uh, you and, know you said you guys guys struggle with this I actually the first two parts of it. It was pretty easy with for me. I started okay. with I, mean, cut it I down. just I kind of looked at the l- list of music that came out at that year yeah. and I just as I read the list I was like which one resonated with me and boom. Yeah.
0: My okay. my only issue is that like always my attention attention span is hopelessly fractured and so picking just one for someone that claims to have been into music pretty much their whole life like I do um, was extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, it and, was hard
2: for me also I've, to pick a song per
0: era. I, I Right now I've got it narrowed down to four songs. I've got one song from my from my childhood, if you will, and then maybe a couple songs from my early. Because I, I wasn't as specific with the ages, kind of more, more from the point where you start realizing that uh, you don't just want to listen to whatever your parents put on. You actually, have, you actually want to listen to something on purpose. Mm-hmm which is, you know, it depends on the human, obviously, but you know, eight, 10, 12 years old, somewhere in there, generally prepubescent. And then yeah. of course, once you have puberty, your brain is rewiring itself for adulthood, which means you lose the ability to have an imagination, which is sad and you get cranky. And you I, my humble opinion is that people, uh, going through puberty are, uh, clinically insane for yeah. about six years. And, uh, we all went through that and I'm not trying to cast stones. Not trying to say I was any better than anybody else.
2: I included yeah. that, forced being forced to listen to something. Okay. Time period.
0: Because I mean, if you want to include that, I mean, I'm growing up listening to Cat Stevens and mm-hmm. Waylon and Willie the Outlaws and and uh, 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 Gordon Lightfoot and you know a bunch of this stinking hippie music. Of course, like some good stuff too, mm-hmm. like uh, Chicago's uh, mm-hmm. Chicago's early stuff yep. before uh, they let Peter Cetera take them in a sappy direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean
2: you know and, and to this day
0: you know I can't hear peace train without getting slightly uh, uh, nostalgic so
2: what we've tried to do what bill referenced was we tried to pick one song from each of these eras um, and it sometimes it was easy and sometimes it wasn't yeah the first one for me was very easy okay um, and then the rest were- I didn't have a hard time narrowing down to that f- to my first song, but
0: uh, again, I-, I wanted to add you know at least a handful to it. Um, and-, and the song I originally picked uh, was actually an album side, so um, for, uh, for the listeners' uh, benefit, I went ahead and went with a
1: more a uh, single length song. So, I, uh, when I was choosing my music and looking at the list, mm-hmm. it was the song that I remember purchasing or a specific memory with that song. Okay. That's how I chose my song because okay. it obviously stuck with me enough that it made an impression that like, I remember yeah. that song. I remember what I was doing. Hmm. I remember buying that stuff like that.
0: That's interesting. I, I remember uh, when and where I bought my first album, but the songs I have uh, today, I don't have any specific recollection of exactly what was happening in my life or where I was or, you know, it's just, that's just, you know, kind of generically encapsulates what I was, uh, what I was doing back then. And I almost, gosh, yeah, th- this whole one song from each era thing, uh, is problematic. It is for me because this it turns a good into
2: exercise and in restraint. It turns yeah. it into a, a,
0: a contest with yourself. Yeah. And, it does. um, I don't know. I think in a, in a perfect world, um, if we had. Six songs or eight songs from each era that uh, truly encapsulate. Or if we had more eras, uh, you know, the more specific you can get, the better. But w- uh, for purposes agree. of this uh, exercise, yeah, uh, we agreed to go ahead and uh, make the painful compromise. Maybe
2: you know, in the future, we could narrow down, you know,
1: like a summer from a year,
2: yeah. like all the songs you were listening to that summer, yeah. that or a, a, even you know, a, a decade or or something like that. But yes. for. For a, an appetizer we'll we'll do it this way. Um so if, if, any first, of us, if any well, of us were literate we could like blog our uh know. Yeah. I would say let's let's go um like time period wise. Okay. Um you'd already mentioned yours started with twelve. Yeah. Um yours was eleven or something.
0: Oh, roughly there. Um I would say actually probably um what grade was that?
2: I'm gonna nine, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and, and say probably and, in the eighth grade. I'm gonna go range. first because I picked, like I said, that the reason I picked it was because of the song. Today remains one of my favorite songs uh, okay. ever. But I'm gonna go ahead and start that that pre that pre adolescence yeah. time period when I had no choice. Okay. Okay. And then my second my second time period is when I that's when I came into. My own as far as wanting to hear things. Yeah. Okay. So um, you've heard me say either on the show or before that I, I grew up being forced to listen to country music. Okay. Especially in the car with my father Um, at the house. They had a record player. I heard a lot of, a lot of great stuff. Uh, You mentioned a few, the Chicago. Yeah. I have some old blood, sweat and tears, some old Billy Joel. I would listen to some of that old Chicago, you know, I still do. I,
0: Quite possibly, still have uh, those records. My problem is that my uh, the receiver I had to buy um, doesn't have a phono input. Bringing up built in. I'm so
2: mad. We um, wish I'd realized that. We traveled a lot. We spent a lot of time in the car, and usually my dad won when it came to whatever we listened to in the car. So of course, um, you know i I was forced to listen to a lot of. Willie and Waylon and the Boys oh, and all yes. that stuff. I still like some of that stuff. Um, I listened to a lot I of... I never really warmed up to it. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, yeah. I could take it or leave it now, but you may, there may be a song like Angel, Flying Too Close to the Ground. Okay. That was a Willie Nelson song that really hit with me. But I also listened to a lot of Alabama and Eddie Rabbit. Okay, Some old, you know, like Dolly Parton and Tanya Tucker, the old stuff. Yeah. But what really caught... Me as a kid, as a six- and seven-year-old, was Ronnie Millsap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Ronnie Millsap, uh, especially in 1976, he started having just a string of number ones. Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So much like, I'm a stand-by-my-woman man. Okay. Uh, What a difference you made in my life, which is... Okay. A, was a great one. It was almost like yeah, a song, kind of. A, what
0: a difference made in my life.
2: Dun, 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 yeah, dun, that one.
0: Dun,
2: um, dun, 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 dun. It was almost like a song. It was really sad, but it it was just there was something about the piano and and he was blind, so that fascinated yes. me. Well, at
0: least that's what he said.
2: Yeah. Um, he had so many number one hits in the, from 1976 that in 19 or from that in those first few years that in 1980 mm-hmm. he put out a greatest hits album. Okay. Already. Full of number ones. He added an extra track on that. Like that's a common thing nowadays. Like yeah, um, the Foo Fighters did it. They put out a greatest hits and they put a new song on it. A lot yeah. of people will oh, yeah. put it one or two extra tracks. Well, the song that that he added on that arguably is probably maybe his most well-known song throughout his whole career, and that's the song I picked for this. And I will let me call up this. I'm gonna start it and you guys tell me if you recognize it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in fact I love that intro. Do
2: you recognize this at all, Bill? Oh, I, I certainly do. I mean I've heard this eight million times. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it's got a story to it. I thumb away from LA back to Knoxville. There you go. Smoky Mountain Rain. Okay. By Ronnie Millsap those See, Is it killing you to hear this Because it's country or whatever Or does it make you remember I'm, your childhood
0: No I'm actually not enjoying this um, I hear you But you know I don't want to harsh your
2: mellow Oh I know yeah. I'm just saying at that point in time yeah. Ronnie Millsap was like My guy Okay cool If I had to listen to country I mean yeah. the piano Frank's singing it I'm yeah. listening to this I swear to God Okay Smokey mountain. Here comes some awesome piano. <laughs> it just, it just, it just. To this day, I get goosebumps hearing yeah. this song. I love this song. Okay. To this day, I pl- I introduced it to my children, and my fourteen-year-old Allison loves it. Just okay. Loves it because she's she's you know into the piano and the keyboards yeah. and and the bells, xylophones, and you know the the whole keyboard aspect of things. I so. mean,
0: I I guess part of it was you know we came to our not our our maturation but we kind of came into our own musical consciousness about the time that uh, um, for me uh, Kiss Dynasty Saturday Night Live soundtrack that kind of stuff Saturday Night Fever soundtrack obviously is what Mm -hmm. I meant to say and um, still to this day you know I I I guess it says something weird about me because I've always kind of been into that Weird disco-y type of dance stuff. I, for not some weird reason, at all. I've I've I mean, always I've always been to dance awesome. music, and I, I can't. I guess I can't apologize for that. It's not weird you at know, all. Your I first
2: impression is you should apologize for that. You'll find I'm out, not. you know, as we go along, that there was a whole genre of music that I never listened to regularly, and only okay. in the last few years have started to appreciate it. Death I'll, metal. We'll get into that. Right. But anyway, and this, you know, country. This song in 1980, I was 11. And that pretty much marked the end of one era okay. for me, and it started to transition into a new era, which I'll get to eventually. But cool. Smoky Mountain Rain, Ronnie Milsap. Yeah, man. I mean, right. he had tons of hits, but this one is the one to this day that still it still means a lot to me. I love this. Beautiful, yeah, I do too. Can't hear you, Frank. I love this. I mean, yeah. uh, that's a. Uh
1: if you remember a while back, I played uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah, um, I can't remember the song anymore, but I mean that resonated with me. That's a that's a song that's just... yeah.
2: I don't know. It's time and a place. Yeah, it definitely was. So I was I was subject to country and western and the Ronnie Millsap, which is more popish than a lot of the country and western. Okay, so maybe that's why it really stuck with me because gotcha. it was it was um less hokey or hee-haw-ish than a lot of stuff so that one that one you know for me was really and that brings me up to about the age of 11 yeah which is where you wanted to start off right uh
0: yeah i mean the uh uh this album actually came out in 81 uh, okay so uh i guess that puts me at uh you know 13 years old um, okay. which is on the far edge. And again, you know, we've gone through some of the stuff that I listened to. Um, but, uh, for me, um, I've always, I mean, you know me, I've always preferred dense things. That you have to chew on? Sure. To appreciate I, you know, I like, uh, Frank Herbert and I like Stephen Donaldson mm-hmm. who are very difficult authors to read, at least for fantasy sci-fi type of stuff. Anyway, I mean, it's not souls and eats and I, I, I get that. Okay. So, before you email in, I understand that I'm talking about reading fantasy sci-fi t- type stuff, escapist literature. Um, with that said, I, I always preferred—I've uh, uh, always preferred my music that way too. I, I like uh, complex, uh, complex music. With, um, uh, I don't mind uh, dissonance and, and minor chord changes and, mm-hmm. and whatnots. And uh, I, I, you know, there's. There's so much stuff I do like. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's absolutely a place for Kiss and ACDC in my life. My, my buddy growing up, my buddy Kenny, um, he was a Kiss uh, fiend. He was a member of the Kiss Army. Kiss Army. And uh, I don't blame him. I, I enjoyed Kiss plenty. I've got plenty of albums. The first album I ever bought was at that record store down on Campus Corner in Norman, Oklahoma, in 1979. It was Kiss Dynasty. First album I ever bought. Um, so I got some love for him. But... Um, what caught my ear uh yeah and especially when you're young you kind of identify with a band uh at least it seems to me You, you kind of pick a band and it's it's almost like picking a sports team it's like these are my guys these these are who i'm backing um and uh for me i truly appreciated the uh the the wildly intelligent lyrics uh, compared to other rock bands at least, and the incredibly complex arrangements of um, of
2: this band. Are you ready? Yep. Okay.
1: There you go. No one knows about
2: What's the name of the song?
1: Uh, uh,
0: somehow. You know, after you know, listening uh, the name of the song... Is Red Barchetta.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. Red Barchetta off Moving Pictures. I wanted desperately to play side one of Hemispheres, but I uh, didn't figure we had time for that. The, uh, this song I have never, ever gotten tired this of. This is Rush for those that, that don't know. And,
1: is- and if you remember, there was a controversy under Rush. They were a satanist band. No, Kiss was.
2: They, those are nice. Well, Ru- and no, Rush, Rush was, was an far. acronym for "Ruling Under Satan's Hand." I never ever heard that in my life. <laughs> really? Wow.
1: That <laughs> was part of the whole it, it makes, masking mathing and all that. Oh yeah, stuff.
0: it makes so much sense because they've got they've got messages to hurt yourself uh, and backwards all over their albums. But but Kiss really?
2: was what Knights and Satan it's Service. Nights and Satan Service. ACDC was Antichrist, Devils, Children. You so, I mean but you could
0: find oddly enough. I'm not terribly into songs to tell stories. You know, yeah. I don't like country and western. Okay. But this song absolutely tells a story. This may be my favorite storytelling song ever. It's the story of a kid who goes to his grandpa's farm... And out in his uh, in his garage, in his barn, whatever, he finds this brilliant red barchetta. What is a barchetta? It's a car. It's a it's a, uh, okay. rare sports car.
2: Okay, I never knew so that.
0: So he fires up the willing engine, responding with a roar, and then he takes it for a drive. And it's a song about him. It's a song about reminiscence and, and you know, things that his grandfather has left for him, is teaching him, yada, Can yada, yada. Can I turn yada. this part up? Please. Let me just...
2: Gotta love Geddy Lee, man.
1: Oh. A friend of mine, huh? A friend of mine. He loved Rush too. He uh, he had talked his parents somehow into
2: buying him a drum kit. Yeah. Oh. He was able to play a lot of Rush songs along with Rush songs. A guy sitting kit. next to at work. His favorite band is Rush. Well, apparently, right before I started working there last year. They change the rule about listening to music at your desk. Every single day, I get to hear him complain about how he doesn't get to listen to his Rush MP3s that are still on his hard drive at work. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I get goosebumps listening to Alex Lifes' guitar solos. This is... Still, some of the music that was in that genre that I never enjoyed as a child. That I never it never I never it I missed it. I missed it. I was I was in this
1: wheelhouse too and it was always like when you're that age and you're trying to understand the lyrics, if I remember correctly, the lyrics were in the album. Yeah. So you could you could read along with this one and we all I just remembered just talking about it. And not being developed enough to understand maybe what those lyrics yeah. meant at the time, but yeah. we would talk about it a lot. Like, what do you think that means? And, I well, no, but it's cool. At this part in the song, he
0: comes up upon how long another car. Song? Oh, it's still got two minutes left. No, I mean like in general. Oh, the how long is the song yeah. total? It's a little over six minutes.
2: Okay, so that was a long song
0: for back then. Uh, but, I mean, you got to realize this is Rush. Rock, to Rock. True.
1: 2112
0: was an album side, and Hemispheres was an album side. And Cygnus X1, which closed out a Farewell to Kings, uh, the album in between 2112 and Hemispheres, uh, ended with a song that was uh, 9 minutes, 11 minutes okay. long. I'm doing this off the top of my head. There was also another uh, uh, Rush became infatuated with the uh, the, uh, the concept album. Very long, complex songs, which are almost more medleys. You know, uh, it wasn't a twenty-one-minute-long song per se. It's, yeah. it's in, you know, it's four, five, six songs that are kind of mashed together with an absolute purpose. Anyway, so this kid he ends up uh, coming along another car, and they race down this uh, down this country road. And he's trying to figure out how to beat this other car. And he sees a train coming. Uh oh! And then he pops over the train track, beats the kid, and then he uh, and then he ends up driving home. And then and then the last forty-five seconds of the song it just kind of winds down, mm-hmm. and you just get this beautiful jam on the way out as it fades.
2: Yeah. Did you have a? A jam box that you carried with you when you were a kid? I had I did have a jam box. I
0: didn't like throw it over my shoulder, you know, and take it with me. You know. I
2: I took my jam box everywhere I went. I can't tell you how many times I drove away with it, still sitting on top of my car (laughs) when I got to driving age. Yeah. I absolutely had a jam box, uh, hundred percent dad. What Uh, other kind of music in this vein were you listening to at the time? Oh god, at the time. Um I mean, my
0: uh, oh, that's Y Y Z for you, um, drum fanatics. Uh, for you, instrumental fanatics. Okay, yeah, that's a good tune. Right? Man, that's good stuff.
2: Um, Gosh. I mean, were you completely like you know this rock was, and roll at this point? I oh no, no, it's no. hard to. Um, you can't. I guess you can, but I think for somebody who loves music as much as we do, we were never just one yeah genre at a time. I but would was say that your main. I would say about this time. Well.
0: Yeah, because there, you know, we lived in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, there were still record stores back in those days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had far fewer choices. There was no such thing as rapper hip hop back then. I mean, there was, but it was in New York City and we didn't know about it yet in 80, 81. That's I mean, the heard it started We we I think we'd probably heard of the Sugar Hill Gang or whatever, but that may have been a year or two down the road. 1979. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in 1980, 81, you know, that those influences certainly hadn't filtered into Middle America yet. Sure. Um so you basically had uh you know, you had you had pop, which was the Bee Gees and Ronnie Millsap and Juice Newton and mm-hmm. uh you know uh um, Playing with the Queen of farts. <laughs> I know <laughs> we
2: always said it that way. And
0: I just I hated I hated pop radio so much in the late 70s because it was thinly disguised country music because it was all so. it was all, you know, I love a rainy night by Eddie Rabbit and yeah. it was Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton and, and Angel of the Morning and and you know, I I happen Sheena, to love a rainy night I Even seen Easton was doing, was doing country awesome. music, back was she then. really? Yes, she was
2: Morning talking. Train? Uh, I love no. to hear the thunder uh, when, yeah, morning and, train. When it, and the lightning when it lights up the sky. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um but it You know, it like makes me feel good.
0: Pop music <laughs> pop music was completely infected with uh country pop, pop country, whatever you whatever you called it. I don't. Maybe it just maybe it wasn't pop. Maybe it was just the country was listening to it. So yeah, you had you know the Oakridge Boys and and did you have Alabama? I don't remember. Whatever. I loved Alabama, but you had all. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. You had yeah, all sure. those guys. Of course. It was it was uh, very uh, popular music. It was Cbs. It was it was keep on trucking good yep. buddy it was jerry BJ Reed, and the bear yep. it was the dukes a hazard you know it was just yeah it was it was cannonball run and and it was such redneck culture and i just
1: hated it with every fiber of my being was it because it was you were too close to, to, to that me. was it because you No, grew i mean up I, in I lived a in country no, top, no, because norman I isn't exactly no, no norman but just, and but, that's, that's
0: probably a lot of it because uh norman was not a country in western town it was it was a college town and, um, I think that, uh, um, you know, there's plenty of rednecks all over the world. There's certainly plenty of rednecks in Oklahoma. Um, but, uh, there are very few rednecks in Norman, Oklahoma. Thank goodness. We all, and I realize this is uh, on a sliding scale here, but we always kind of considered Norman to be the cultural Mecca of Oklahoma. Again, I know if that's you're a redneck and we're
2: offending you by using that term, yeah. suck it up. Yeah. yeah. Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. Um, yeah, so, that's what I meant. So basically, you had
0: you had the rock station to counterbalance the pop station, mm-hmm. and I just the country station was right out for me. Right. Um, but I guess at that time, um, uh, besides rock, which gave you Scorpions, ac ACDC and all that stuff, um, uh, I had uh, individual albums. I had uh, I had the Long Run by the Eagles, mm-hmm. which I I uh, wore that album out. Um, breakfast in America by Supertramp wore that album out. Um, you know, Hey, let's play some right now. Um, so I, I think for me, uh, I, I was always kind of more into thinking man rock, mm-hmm. I guess I, um, I've loved. And again, this album came out in 81 also, um, uh, abacab by Genesis. Okay. Which, so, you know, I, I do consider, I've always been kind of, um, uh, uh I've always had a soft spot in my heart for prog rock uh, more so than heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Like you're much more likely to hear me listening to yes or Genesis or rush or something as opposed to uh, black Sabbath. Okay. yeah, you know, ACDC is great because the hooks are incredible and it's so cool to listen to, to an ACDC song these days. Number one, it's been completely co-opted into pop culture. Thanks to the Iron Man movies. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm totally cool with that, but you know, I mean, you know back in black and you know you shook me all night long and you know thunderstruck and and you know it they're great songs they they write was, great hooks i was familiar and with all
2: that but it wasn't wasn't in my wheelhouse yeah. well it was funny that that all your
0: uh your parents you know you're you know it's like oh you're listening to that that heavy metal it'll yeah. rot your soul and your mind and all that and then you go go back and listen to uh um any song off flip the switch by ACDC now, uh, or go listen to, um, you know, go listen to anything. Okay. The, the stuff with bond Scott, you know, is a little bit more boozy, right? A little bit more bluesy. Maybe, uh, the stuff, uh, uh, once bond Scott died after highway to hell in 1979, very sad. ACDC came back with their new lead singer, Brian Johnson, yada, yada, yada. And they had much more of just a straight ahead kind of, uh, uh you know, hook, mm-hmm. pretty hooky rock songs. Mm-hmm. but, You think to yourself, you know, back in those days, it was heavy metal. I mean, uh, Black Sabbath the same way. Um, You listen to something like that these days, and it's like it's not heavy metal; it's just some, it's just some power chords, right? You know, it's it's funny what passes for it. Um,
1: Well, it's um, these days we've got
0: real metal, man.
1: Uh, I mean, there there was a time I, when music in the '30s was considered very progressive, and yeah. and you know it's just like you know the things they're singing about, you know, drinking and dancing. What? What? I remember. You know? uh, and there, that's Great Gatsby. That's what yes. 1932 and something flappers. And now, well, I mean, and the, now we, we, we look tours, at it right? and in in kind of a mild type of like a you know humorous type of like sure, yeah. granny music. Like it's almost quaint. Weren't those people and, cute? And, and, and You know, music just progresses over time. Well, they were doing the Charleston. What what was offensive at one point, you know, I mean, uh, uh, turn on, like, uh, you know, look up any music video today. Doesn't matter which one, whatever band it is. And it's so much more suggestive than Madonna stuff was back in in the uh, early 80s. And it's just where you grow as a culture and Mm -hmm. what becomes acceptable and what doesn't.
2: Yeah. So right about that age, what were you... What were you coming into your own there, Frank? Okay, I want to talk about when I was twelve. Okay, I wrote out a little paragraph.
1: What year, year was that? The year was nineteen eighty. Okay, The Dukes of Hazard were sweeping the nation with its mild form of inbred humor, <laughs> and Pac Man was showing us that compulsive eating was not a bad thing. <laughs> I was twelve at the time, and this is the song. <laughs> Sweet.
0: I love this This is awesome Don't give me any hints The
1: story behind this.
0: I forgot about these guys This Yeah We um, I saw the USC marching band Do this In person At OU It was awesome Unfortunately, they didn't have the rest of the band with them. But it was still. Sweet. Does it sound the way it's supposed to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's mixed. You're, I, you're hearing it right. I'm not familiar
1: with this. You, you will know, once the chorus hits, which may so take another electric, minute or we'll, two. At the time when this song came out, it was very different. And this was yeah. on popular radio, yeah. too. You? And it became a hit. And Dang it was it. very. Uh, uh, Established bands. Frank, you just made me—you made me so
0: happy. I love this song. I'm still drawing a blank. There's, there's a handful of songs by this band that I just—Fleetwood Mac. When, when,
2: tough. Uh, see, Fleetwood Mac was in that genre. Yeah. There with the Eagles. That I and never. Super trans That I and never that. learned to appreciate. Okay. Don't say that you love me. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Yeah. Really? I just.
1: The, the kind of story behind it, mm-hmm. it was hitting, it was getting radio play and stuff. And I really liked the song, but I didn't know the name of it. And I didn't know who the artist was.
0: You couldn't shazam it back then. So
1: well, (laughs) I I went over to a record store slash head shop. Oh yeah. At the The time. Which was in our neighborhood called Dirty Days. Okay. It was kind of a big deal to go there because you were supposed to be eighteen and up to go in. Okay. But every so often they'd let the neighborhood kids go in, especially during the summer. And so I was looking through that records, looking through the records, and finally I saw it a single and it was Tusk. And I, it, it, I didn't know what it was called, but it registered what it was. It was like Fleetwood Mac, Tusk, got it. Nice. I bought it. And then I went home and I listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. And then I got together with some friends. And I brought the song and I played it for them. They hated it. I remember them going, wow. why did you get... This is the dumbest song in the world. And of course, I'm just like... You know, I just like it. What's I, what's wrong with that?
0: I can't help you, people.
1: Yeah, um, it's just like, and you know, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Well, like year, like months later, I guess it grows in popularity and something. Yeah. And that same guy who hated it, I remember him like kind of dancing to it one day. He goes, this is a good song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> kind of getting to it. There's no real lyrics to it. It's just, it's a marching. It band sounds like with. With the uh, Fleetwood Mac. It sounds like they're playing in the middle of a big crowd who's talking. They are. The USC
0: marching band is what you're hearing behind the music. Okay. This is backed by the USC marching band.
1: Okay. The the story behind this song was uh, the track was like a practice track they used to do. Before they would actually start to record and it didn't have a name, they would just kind of riff and they would do that. And it was like, all right, ready, three, two, one. Then they play. So, was that released as a single? Yeah, it was released as a single. Okay. Um, Let's see. I actually have a list of all the songs that year. Let's see. Tusk. Let's see. I'm on the wrong year. Let me go back to 1980. Control F, and it was, it hit 99, it was 99 out of 100, oh, 94 out of 100. Some other songs that year was Call Me by Blondie, Another Brick in the Wall, Pink Floyd, Magic, Olivia Newton-John, Rock With You, Michael Jackson, and Funky Town by Lips Incorporated. Awesome, yeah. Well, you've also got to realize, Funk too, that at,
0: at that point, Fleetwood Mac, um, this was the first uh, music they produced, the first album they made after they made Rumors. Rumors, which, which was phenomenal. You know, it, it was their physical graffiti. It was their, uh, you know.
1: I was listening to was that their, album, like, last week. Yeah. I just driving and uh i put bright on
0: i love that album there's so much backstory and rumors because they were so big and they were so they were, we were so drugged up and they were so messed up within the band um that if you ever get to hear a story uh, see a, a documentary or whatever about the making of rumors uh it's really interesting it's a lot like um uh, if you hear stories about the making of hotel california uh which is not my favorite album but but just the what they went through on a personal level to make the album, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't like typhoons and hurricanes and you know illnesses in the family or anything. It's just they were it, they were so deep into the '70s culture, and they were so drugged up, and they were so, you know, they were with each other twenty four seven all year long, and they were so tired of each other, and they were so famous, and they were so rich, and just you know. All this, this this hodgepodge just gets mixed into a stew and comes out toxic.
1: And and at the time they were actually doing stuff that was different. That's what they, I love they about weren't Fleetwood alternative, Mac. but they were definitely more different from what um, f- from what was run in the mill at the time. So yeah. so it, it wasn't this. I don't know what you call it, but it was just that Fleetwood Mac sound that yeah. um, that you know sticks with them, and they still have that sound. You know, as albums went on, it was always that Fleetwood Mac sound. Always at Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. You know? So that was that was the song that that because my friends didn't quite get it, like yeah. they're just like, why did you? Why are you listening to that? And I really really liked
0: it, and it just connected with well, me. Well, and one thing I've always thought about uh, Fleetwood Mac more than any other band, certainly more than uh, Rush, is just how heavy that music was—not musically, but emotionally. I mean, if you really listen to Fleetwood Mac, especially their their good early stuff. Um, you know, the chain and, and tusk and, and, you know, the entire rumors album. I mean, it, it punches you in your face with just emotion. And it, it's really, it's really quite uh, stunning.
2: All right. So my time period about that, you know, 11, 12 um, year old, same 1980 ish type of deal is really when I started, coming into music that was my decision, right? Yes. Okay, so um, I was still, you know, like I said before, I was aware of ACDC and I was aware of of different styles of music, but I never gravitated towards that. And my next switch in music, like I said, my my own what really appealed to me, not that I was forced to listen to, this is how I got there. Uh, it, it basically, it, what I started listening to was what I called at the time black music. Yes. Okay. Well, it's interesting when I first uh, when I first met you.
0: Um, it took a, a while before we were in a place where we could listen to tunes together. But I remember you and I. I don't remember what year it was, mm-hmm. but this is probably closed on 20 years back by now sure uh you I started and I, working
2: there in 92
0: yeah uh you and i somewhere in the early mid 90s uh we uh um we got put in the uh, the westcott van and we mm-hmm. got sent over to the sony store to pick up like a tv or something yeah on that drive mm-hmm. um you told me that you'd basically uh, grown up you know during your adolescent years at least listening to k10 foe yep in fact which is the which is the urban yeah, station
2: that's the uh the quote unquote black music. And, and honestly, that was one Dallas, of,
0: you know, coming from Norman, Oklahoma, I, you know, I'd, I'd been down in Dallas for a couple of years by that point, but you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a station like that in Oklahoma city. Yeah. It did not exist. And so, you know, to all of a sudden it's like, you basically kind of look a lot like me and, you know, we seem to have a lot of the same interests and stuff. Um, but you grew up listening to such a completely different form of music yep. than I did that it was just, it was kind of, uh, um, I wouldn't say taken aback, but it was definitely not what I was expecting. Right. So
2: I was always kind of impressed by that, by the way. It's interesting that you remember that story about K104, because that's how I was going to start talking about this. Okay. <laughs> On the bus. Oh, but I didn't steal your thunder. No, no, no. Okay. On the bus back in 1980-ish, a kid was had a... Tape recorder. Remember tape recorders? Oh yeah, obviously. Oh yeah. In fact, you were talking about
1: boomboxes earlier. Yeah. Uh, I never had one, but I had a shoebox tape recorder. Yeah the, yeah, the top loading. That's how I used
2: to. Listen yep. To the top loading shoebox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we used to we used to record before stuff before they off the shrunk radio into those into watch Walkman yes. si- size deal. Yeah. No, I would I would do that. Yeah. Uh, I would put a tape in, I'd put it right up next to the speaker, oh, yeah. and I'd wait all day just for that one song yeah. and hit record. And then, record.
0: Yeah. And then you'd, you'd turn around, you'd, you'd give the angry shh yeah. sh- sign language to anybody walking through the living room. So this kid had a... had Because a, there was no
2: line output are we recording? stereo? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry you said that. That's why we started. Hey. We, um, a kid had a tape recorder, and he started playing this song. The song ended up being uh, Another One Bites the Dust. By Queen. Nice. Okay, I said I never heard this song. I yeah. said, where did you hear that song?
0: Oh yeah, the first time you hear that, it's on, isn't it? Now I have to, I have
2: to pause. Okay.
0: Isn't it interesting how when the pizza guy delivers uh, foodstuffs to you, that the ratio of red pepper packets to Parmesan cheese is almost one-to-one, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Because you go through about two Parmesan packets per slice if you wanted to, yeah. but you need one red pepper packet basically for the whole pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless your noose has a death wish.
2: I'm going to take one bite here, and then I'll continue. Mm. Mm. All right. Yes. This is for June Bob. Thank you, Hut. This is for June Bob. I Are you eating on the air here? hmm I'll help you out with that. He always complains. Oh, how come you not ever eat on air again? He sounds just like that. You're not speaking Korean. All right, so... He starts playing another one, Bites the dust. which we all know is a catchy tune, right? Oh, yeah. I said, where did you hear this glorious music? He says, K-104... I mean, that's maybe one of the most recognizable baselines in the
0: history of music.
2: So, I started listening to the black music station, K-104. Sweet. Simply to hear this song again and record it on a tape recorder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I never heard that song on K-104. Really? Never, not once. But in the meantime, I was starting to get exposed to this whole new genre of music. Beautiful. Okay? Stuff like... Um The Commodores, Yarborough and Peoples. Don't <laughs> you stop it. Don't you stop, <laughs> oh, yeah. stop the music. Sorry. Remember this old song? <laughs> um Lakeside Fantastic Voyage. Oh yeah. 1980, come along, come on, oh, yeah. take a ride. There's a party over here that ain't no job. Come know, along and a Party Boom. Fantastic voyage. Wah, wah, yep. Um and it led to <laughs> discovering Cool Gang. Prince Run DMC in nineteen eighty four. Sweet. The gap band You dropped a bomb on me. I had known of Michael Jackson obviously, but I started to really hear a lot of it there all the way up to Beastie Boys in nineteen eighty six, you know. That's my love for old school rap came out of this period. But the the thing that really you know got to me was hearing a song by the Sugar Hill Gang called Eighth Wonder. Okay. Was not their first hit. But say, I'm sure I've heard this, but it doesn't, yeah. uh, it's not coming up in my memory banks. Um, I'll play it for you later, but because that's not the song that's in question. Okay. But, you know, my first exposure to rap music was the Eighth Wonder by the Sugar Hill Gang. So I bought the albums, my first album ever to buy. Cool, And on it was... This,
0: but listen to this,
2: and you'll recognize it here in a minute. Really? No. Dang, you touchpad.
1: I know this this mashup. It's awesome.
2: That'll
0: teach you to set your pizza down on the keyboard.
2: Yes, that, exactly. (laughs) Let me me scoot in here a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rapper's Delight. Sugar Hill Gang. Sampling Good Times. That's what that's all about. An older song. They yep. sample "Good Times" baseline and the strings like that. I said, "The hip, hop, the hip, the hip, to the hip, hip hop." You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang boogie. Say, "Up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat." Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm I sat to the beat. at my record player NBA, the groove, and, and I played this song over and <laughs> <laughs> over see, I and I over. Now, I, like I was. I was floored. I was moved beyond all description. I still remember the lyrics to this day. I still do it at karaoke every once in a while. But this is what started me into loving rap. Yeah, old your love school of, rap. You love a bass guitar also, oh, i guess. absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A-N, Listen to that and the rest song. is F-L-Y. I read a story about That's what they this call song. A walking baseline. There, I read a story about this song. And it's sweet. The producers of this of this song hired a bass player and a drummer to play this beat for okay. 14 minutes straight with no, wow. wow, because the the original song is like 14 and a half minutes long. Yeah, really. Yeah. The original long longest version of the song is 14 and a half minutes long. Holy, okay, I didn't they know that. They played that beat for 14 and a half minutes with no mistakes. They finally Sweet. got it. They finally got a take that, that was like that. Anyway, this song started it all for me. And it's say what? It's never gone away. This song means more to me probably than any other song in my musical history wow Um, again I wanted to hear another one Bites the Dust that's why I started listening to K104 that's what got me into this and of course my love for Prince grew out of this Run DMC has always been a favorite of course Michael Jackson God rest his soul it's just the Commodores Lionel Richie come on easy like Sunday morning
0: wind earth wind and fire fire holy crap do you
2: remember that 21st night of September (laughs) yeah September is probably
1: one of my favorite, like top twenty songs. Yeah, of all time.
2: My my musical foundation basically is eighties, early eighties. What's the proper yeah? What's the proper PC description? Rap, hip hop, hip hop, urban R and B. Yeah. You know, so... That, I mean, well, okay, there was no hip-hop in right. 1980, so... R&B, we'll go, yeah. black music, whatever you yeah. wanted to call it, that was, that was it for me. And, you know, Prince will only be in my discussion in name only. Yeah, I'm not going to run that into the ground. Run DMC. God rest his soul, Jam Master J. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've, you've. I don't think Frank has. Frank may have, but I know for a fact you've seen me do this at karaoke. Oh, yes. I don't remember if you have, Frank. I'm sure I have. It's pretty stinging impressive. But, I mean, there,
1: there was a period of time where it was like karaoke several times a yeah, year. Yeah.
2: The yeah. Humpty Dance was another one that came out of this. You know, I have a little the old school rap. I have plenty of little daydreams about me getting up there and doing karaoke and not yeah. needing
0: the words yeah but i just one of my big failings i i'm really good at i get with the rhythm of the music very quickly and usually by the end of the first time i hear a song i can go with the beat and air a drum and whatnot but man and it's the same thing it's just like um the professor always used to ask uh you know you should you know you should try out for a part in this new play it's like i'm telling you, I cannot learn lines. Yep. I don't understand how people do Shakespeare. I don't understand how people do rap. I mean, you
2: know, I,
0: I don't understand how how a rapper has that. I mean, it's like Steve Martin talking about how many no, how many more notes per song you get when you're playing the banjo. Right. And how, how much is kind of making you a little bit bread, you know, because yep. you're getting so many more notes for your dollar. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with rap, obviously, or, or hip-hop, where it's just like it's an insane amount of lyrics. And... To remember all of that, I mean, it's, you've got a gift, you know? I It blows me away that so many young men and ladies out there can remember that many lyrics, and, and you know, who knows? Um, I mean, I assume that they don't have teleprompters when they go on concerts, you know, concert tours. Half of know. my,
2: not half. Maybe they do. That Half isn't accurate. I would. A third of my music collection would be, you know, from this era. From this Genre, I guess Nice Old school stuff Yeah And I, I still appreciate Some of the new stuff Not as much But yeah. Like when people are stuck In the 80s And you think of 80s music Yeah To me, this is 80s music Okay Yeah, no, I'll give you that now, Absolutely late 80s music is different for me well i mean you went from the sugar
0: hill gang yeah. at the beginning of the decade the beginning of the movement yeah. of the musical movement to uh doggy style at the end of the decade
2: or what was it 91 maybe that was not, that was late or yeah, very early 90s okay, yeah beastie boys were huge late 80s yeah you know they came out and, uh well well of course i mean in 86 'eighty-seven. Uh,
0: i had a buddy uh todd yeager how's it going todd and he had a 280ZX with T-Tops that had a banging sound system. Mm-hmm. And we would listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn at at almost literally ear-splitting volumes. Oh, yeah. What,
1: what year did, um, did, did the Beastie Boys I- Illing album come out? Let's 1986. So, okay. 1986. So, 1986, I can remember I grew up uh, near Beachtown. And so during spring break... Mm-hmm. It was very common for the for all of us to go out and hang out with all the college kids on the beach and just hang out. We didn't have a car or anything, but, you know, you'd hit rides and stuff. Also in
2: 1986 was uh, Raising Hell from Run DMC. Oh, yeah. Walked This Way that with uh, with uh, right. Steven Tyler and uh, mm-hmm. Joe Perry. Aerosmith. Right. But that year... On the beach I
1: remember Every single car Not an exaggeration Playing that cassette mm-hmm. Not the license to Yep, Every one of it It's like We started counting it And I think we gave up After about 40 cars <laughs> wow. Because it was just like We
2: were fascinated It was everywhere it that, was, that was the uh, It was album new Or the cassette to have It was white boys Doing the rapping this time You know Arguably The first successful White boy rap group Yep. So it's Obviously, safer for white people to listen to, right? Right. It's more acceptable as long
0: as white people are doing it.
2: So, right. I could let this song go on. Obviously, there's it's seven more minutes now. Let me let me put a disclaimer here. I did not. The the long version was not on the album that I bought. Okay, it was the okay. It was the six minute version or whatever. So, there's half of a song that I had never heard until fifteen or twenty years later. I mean, man, that guy doing. <laughs> doing that freaking walking bass line with those crazy
0: arpeggios, which had to be like sixty-fourth notes. Oh yeah, for fourteen and a half minutes and never. Yeah,
2: it's unbelievable. unbelievable.
0: To do that for fourteen and a half minutes straight, nailed it. Yeah, that's that was. I never knew that. That's, that's amazing. And of so, course, they you know, even back then, they had the ability to do a tape loop. Yeah, I mean, these days they would have just sampled one freaking measure of it. I'm not sure. And then Control-C, Control-V, 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 14 and a half minutes later, you're done. Yeah. Um, Back in the day, man, you had to do it all. Well, but, I mean, you literally, you know, um, you know. Pink we're not going to reference this elsewhere, so we can reference it now. You know, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, you know, obviously a seminal album. Right. Um, I don't know if they introduced the tape loop, the literal, physical tape loop. But if you've ever seen um, behind-the-scenes uh, footage, I think it was on uh, Live at Pompeii. I think they had something about it in, in there. But um, to do the uh, the tape loop for money, you know, the cash register, sh- yeah. ting, bang, bang, all those yep. different sounds. They literally have a reel-to-reel tape that is literally a loop it is a in an, an infinite loop wow. and they've got c stands or they've got mic stands strung up around the perimeter of the room and they literally had this tape
1: now, using, yeah, the C, you,
0: using the mic stands as cap stands. You're only using the word literal. Oh, so, no. Well, okay. you can. It's okay. No, they have I mic mean stands. That's yeah. actually what they did. I'm yeah. not. This is not like No, an I, I get that. That's
1: not extraordinary. <laughs> okay, well, here's here's the actual. <laughs> I mean, it is extraordinary. Here's the actuality, you, people. No, it's just. It, it's I know. Not the, the word literal, I've heard like 10 people use it to say things like, I literally ran a red light. Well, that's not extraordinary. That has nothing to do with you. I've just heard it so many times today. It's just oh, right. today. It's he a soft... had a tape loop. Hey, they just they had a seat. A hey, tape you know seat what? on a C stand. It's a sore spot. Today, you literally have to say it's that. like don't. <laughs> they did it. Okay. Don't, don't come Frank. down on. Frank is
2: literally waving his arms around the studio. That, that is happening.
1: I mean, don't come just, down on okay. me
2: because just, you, you don't don't had a tough to day it, with okay? people who yeah, overuse semantics.
0: It. Okay. Sorry
2: about that, people. Um. On that note, yeah, we'll end this episode.
1: No! And
2: then we'll we'll
1: come Literally?
2: back. Yeah, we'll come back next week, and we each have two more time periods to discuss. Yes. and then This
0: may be a four-part episode by no, the time we're done. We'll,
2: we'll see. We'll do it. We'll see. We'll make it happen. Let's uh
0: you know what, um, you got about uh, 90 seconds to call in, people. Let us know if you uh, are content with a two-part episode or if you want this to go to three or
2: four. We'll make it happen. And All instead right. of closing with a music selection, we're going to close... With our old friends, Lint Biscuit. 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 Thank you, Lint Biscuit. Um, Thank you. I'm so in the much. process of rewriting the boilerplate. Um, so we'll get to that eventually. Okay. But
1: you know how to contact us: wasted at gmail.com. What's our voicemail?
2: 972-798-3830. Check out all the great shows in the HHWLOD podcast network. And there's and, a lot uh, of them. Leave, a lot of them. Leave reviews for all the shows on the iTunes because when we redid our feeds, all those reviews we had went away. Oh, really? Yeah, there's already several reviews for all of our a lot of our shows. Awesome. So if if you have the time, leave us a review for the ones you listen to. But don't leave it to positive and five star. No, even if you want a one-star oh, review I actually like I those. Well, cause we, don't, we, don't, need, cause we, we don't, don't need them to
0: feel yeah. good. Well, we, we're we not looking for sycophants here. We want real human beings. Yes,
1: we don't want sick pants. We want you not what to I said. give us good reviews.
0: we're Literally. Yes. We're going to Merriam-Webster as soon as this episode is over, Frank. I love
1: her. She's cute. Follow all us right. on the Twitters, the Facebooks, all that stuff. All right, we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wisdom.
0: I say good day, sir.